thewellnesscouch.com, streaming wellness into your lives. Welcome to 100 Not Out, featuring your hosts, Dr. Damien Christoph and Marcus Pierce. Welcome to another edition of 100 Not Out, a weekly show dedicated to helping you master the art of aging well. My name is Marcus Pierce, and I am here with the rock star co-founder of The Wellness Couch and The Wellness Guys, Dr. Damien Christoph. How are you, pal? Oh, well, th- I'm a little embarrassed now that you've done that in front of our special guest, Don, today. But uh, thanks, MP. It's wonderful to see to be speaking with you again. Once again, almost in studio-like situation. Yes, this is exciting. Well, you might be the rock star, Damo, but we do have the lead singer with us we... today. because. Um... <laughs> yes, we do. <laughs> we have got one of the great Australians of all time in with us at the moment because um, a short time ago, well, just a few weeks ago, 68-year-old Don Riddington was the oldest Australian... Uh, became the oldest Australian to swim the English Channel. He's um, Don is more than double my age, Damo, um, and he's doing things that with his last year. <laughs> <laughs> he's doing things with his body that many people would simply say, "I can't do that because of my age." Well, if you ever wanted a slap in the face for using age as an excuse, I think the recent achievements of uh, our Aussie Don would uh, certainly give you that slap. Don's a 68-year-old grandfather from Brighton, Victoria. He's a life member of the legendary swimming group the Brighton Icebergers, recently, as I said, became the oldest Australian to swim the English Channel. He did it in his Speedos and his swimming cap. He completed the swim in 19 hours and 45 minutes. He gave a Frenchman a big kiss on exiting the water. And to tell us all about it and how he got there, it's a very warm 100 Not Out welcome to the man himself. Don, welcome to 100 Not Out. Thank you very much, Marcus. Don, uh, 68, why did you want to swim the English Channel? Oh... I only started swimming in my 50s. I was up in Northern Territory working, and uh, but I needed a reason to get out from behind the computer. Um, so, and swimming was it. Of course, up in the Territory, you tend to do most of your swimming in the pool because of the, uh, the big lizards out, out in the out in the bay. Yeah. And when I came back down here, I continued my swimming. Um, I. I was swimming in the Paran pool. I met up with my coach, uh, the guy who became my coach, Grant Seedley. Um, and after a couple of sessions, a couple of years perhaps, with uh, one year with Grant in the pool, he suggested if you wanted to be a real swimmer, you should get out in the ocean. <laughs> so he took us down to Half Moon Bay and we swam around Cerberus. Naked, obviously, mm. down Half Moon Bay. That's the nudist beach in Melbourne. Oh, well, we call it naked, but naked is wearing a, wearing your bathers as opposed to no wetsuits. Okay, and how right. And how Parlane's <laughs> na- naked still lives. Marcus is a frequent, and he's down there. <laughs> oh, yes. I was going to say, Damo, how is it that you know about this beach? Let's <laughs> <laughs> not go there. Any, anyway, it was an absolutely atrocious day in... In, in October, and we went back for a cup of coffee, and the hailstones were actually banking up on the windowsill outside the coffee shop. Wow! And um, Grant said to me and a couple of others who were there, "Well, if you guys turn up again next week, I can probably make a swimmer out of you." 
and I was silly enough to turn up. <laughs> and uh, since then, we've become great mates. We also uh, have, uh, have a business which we run together, which I might talk about a bit later, which is the, the longest swim in Australia. Ah. But um, uh, Grant uh, continued to coach myself and a few others in the, in the bay. Um, I did the normal sort of 1 and 2K swims around the bay regularly. Now I figure it's probably not worth getting out of bed for a 2K swim anymore, but uh, they were the early days. <laughs> How's the confidence? I love that. No jellyfish oh, things? Uh, obviously, you do encounter jellyfish. We've had a really good run down at Brighton the last couple of years. Um, Everything, everything's good in Brighton. That's right, yeah. We, we had, I did one, I've done 10 times the swim the, the, from uh, Port Melbourne to Williamstown, or, or Sand Ridge, I think it's called, to Williamstown. And I remember the first or second year of that, you could nearly walk across on the jellyfish, yeah. they were just thick. Um, but again, the last couple of years have been good. Now, Don, I want to ask you about, about I want to know the nuts and bolts of the swim. I know that uh, in, in doing some research that the furthest that you swam in the lead up to the, to the swim was 8K. And for those that don't know, the English Channel itself is 34Ks. So explain to me that and, and how did you go, you know, after 8Ks and, 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 and the mindset that kind of dictates another 26Ks of swimming? All right, to be, just to pick you up on that, the channel's actually 33 kilometres, 706.4 metres. <laughs> if you're going to swim it, you don't want to swim anymore. You know? That's it, that's it. However, the, the, the reality of it is that the, the tide runs north and south and you're trying to swim west to east. So the tide's never really your friend. And um, as you possibly know, the tide's dictated by the moon, so you get two uh, different tides, the, what they call the spring tide, which is a really strong tide. And at Dover, that me measures about six metres from the uh, difference between high and low tide. Gee. And then the neap tide, which is the quarter and three-quarter moon, is a, is a weaker tide. It's about three metres. I actually swam on the cusp of the end of the uh, spring tide, so I had a fairly strong tide. And if you look at my swim pattern, uh, the distance covered was almost 60 kilometres. Wow. However, they oh, say that's oh, only if you want to embellish the swim. You've really only covered 34 k's. So. But you zigzag, it's like playing a bad game of golf. But you know, moving left and right, so the tide would have taken you somewhat in some direction. That's right. The, the longest leg, uh, you're actually swimming, the shape of your swim is a parabola. Okay. And then one, the, the second last leg of that is a long leg north to south, which is almost parallel to the beach that you're trying to, uh, that you're aiming for. <laughs> and all the time you're swimming, you think you're swimming in a straight line, but uh, <laughs> you're not you're getting not. much closer. And to the place. other thing that I read, uh, Don, was that you've got about six, Hundred ships per day to negotiate whilst you're swimming. You, is, is that is that really true? I did see some images of you and a big ship in front of you, but is this really the case? Six hundred ships a day through the English Channel. That's correct, and, and as well as that, you have about eighty ferries that leave, come, uh, arrive, and leave at uh, Dover Harbour. Not all necessarily going to Calais, which is my destination, but um, that's actually why you pay. A, a pilot 
quite a substantial sum, apart from um, attending to you as a swimmer. He's almost an air traffic controller because some of these uh, containers ships now are almost half a kilometre long. Far out. Travel at speeds up uh, to Ship 20 coming. Yeah, <laughs> 25 knots. And the little swimmers going at you know one or one and a half knots, and you've, the the pilot actually threads you through this. And that that photo you referred to, Marcus, was a container, uh, well, sorry, a tanker. Um, it would I, I said it stretch it would reach from Brighton to St Kilda, but it was probably about half a kilometre long, and no more than 200 metres in front of me. And when after it passed, of course, there's a bow wave. Uh, there was a couple of little ripples, and then the bow wave came at probably four to five metres. Gee. And the boys on the boat uh, cracked up laughing when I sort of surfed down the back of this wave, sort of screaming out like, yee Oh, wow. <laughs> what an experience. Uh, yeah. But uh, truly, I had the most perfect day. It, it was a little cool. The water temperature was only 14 degrees. But the, the day was absolutely perfect. The, the, the um, water was flat. It was crystal clear. I could see lots of fish and lots of jellyfish. Fortunately, I didn't get uh, stung by too many. And for, for the, what turned out to be the first 16 hours, it was almost like a pool swim. It was really, really easy going. Um, at that point, we turned to try and land on a point that's known as Cape Grenay. Uh, translates literally to Cape Grey Nose. It's a bit that sticks out a little bit south of Calais and is the shortest uh, distance between Dover and France, or England and France. When we turned uh, towards the Cape, um, it felt like I was swimming the wrong way up the whitewater rafting track at the Olympics. It was just a strong outgoing tide. Uh, Skipper estimated it at five knots, which is about eight kilometres an hour. Mm. And I only swim three kilometres an hour at best in a pool. Mm -hmm. So uh, to try and um, counter that uh, was really serious. And, and this is the point at which many swims are aborted. And it's uh, so gut-wrenching because you've been in the water for somewhere between 14 and 16, 18 hours and you feel you can reach out and touch France. You're that close. You're three kilometres from, from the coast and um, to be pulled out at that point would be heartbreaking. Oh, yeah. I so, Sorry, Marcus. I was just going to say, I, I, I have read that the success rate in crossing the channel is, is somewhere under 10%, yes, it's which just makes this even a more remarkable achievement, not just because you're 68, because as you say, you've, there's so many obstacles along the way. Yeah, it, the logistics of the whole game are, are tremendous. Um, obviously, the lead-up, uh, my, my training was uh, over a three-year period. A uh, number of people can break down in that time. So just getting to the starting line is a major feat. 
getting to the end line, as you say, is uh, to the finish line is really um, uh, certainly probably the percentages are a little bit higher than 10% now because of a little bit of innovation, but uh, it's still around that level. Don, um, the thing, congratulations, I I think I'll say that 10 times today, but my (laughs) thing, uh, Don, is that there's a lot of people that will listen to this podcast, and we call this podcast 100 Night Out because it's about um, engaging people in feeling confident and successfully aging. And I see that, you know, you started swimming at 50 years old. You're an accountant. Um, this would be a very exciting thing for you to do. I, I studied to be an accountant and didn't find it very exciting myself. So, you know, this is a very exciting thing for you to do, which is, which is excellent. But most people would say that at 50 years old, you're too late to start anything. Uh, and, and you have obviously proved that wrong. For the people that are listening to this thinking, oh, my gosh, I can't believe you swam the English Channel, what would you say to them in terms of how would they start? I guess I had, I've got good genes. My mother was one of four girls and uh, all of them uh, reached uh, ages into their 90s. I guess um, mum used to get a bit cut up when the accountant in me suggested that their collective age was 360. (laughs) (laughs) But um, look, I think it's the old adage, it's a bit corny I suppose, but age is just how you feel. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I've probably surrounded myself with younger people. I had a student accommodation house for quite a few years and um, it's, it's, it's the environment that you um, find yourself in or put yourself in yep. that I think um, gives you the mental attitude of uh, um, one of my uh, former clients, if you like, was Phyllis Stiller. I used to prepare her tax return when she visited Australia. And she has a famous line about people um, uh, practising walking old, you know. That was one of her lines. And it it really is an attitude thing, I think. Yeah. Well, I'm just thinking of some of the guests that we've interviewed, Don, and, and I'm thinking of Tommy Hafey, who you may yep. have swum with in the Icebergers. I think of uh, Ruth Frith, who's 103 and is a World Masters Games world record holder. I think of Jan Smith, who you may know. She's actually quite local to you, both of you guys, and uh, she's the oldest um, Aussie or Western woman to climb Everest, and she's going off climbing mountains, and also Wally Bortz. And, and it just makes me think that you're all doing amazing things at what we say at your age but you don't actually think about your age for you it's it's not an excuse and that seems to be the big difference is your age doesn't come into it whereas for 99 percent of the population their age is their number one barrier i think one of the things i could perhaps draw on from the channel which you can then bring back into life if you like is I never set out to swim from England to France. Every 30 minutes, I stopped for a feed, and uh, that consisted of a, of, of a drink that was predominantly 97% carbohydrate, so you, that's, that's the intake. But you just swim to your next feed. You, you, you go 30 minutes, have a feed, swim the next 30 minutes and have a feed. Nice. Uh, you're not really concentrating on, wow, it's 34 kilometres and maybe I'm going to swim 50 or 60 to get there. Mm-hmm. And I think anyone who wants to start uh, doing a bit of exercise, whether it's mental exercise, picking up the Sudoku or, or getting out and doing something, 
you, you can't step out of your bedroom and swim the English Channel. Um, you, you do. You have to do it little by little. Chunk it down one step at a time, hey? Yeah. It's, one, it's like one 50-metre lap at a time in the pool, hey? That's right. That's all it takes. And uh, just, just do it and be happy doing the level that that you're capable of doing and um, either mix it up with something else or stretch it out a little longer next time you do it. Damo, it's interesting, isn't it, that Don's saying exactly the same thing as every single one of the other graceful ages that we've interviewed is saying. Just yeah. start it where you're at. Yeah. Now, there's, there's a few things, isn't there? Like we, we are noticing, Don, and we're seeing this through all of our uh, podcast champions, uh, that there's a, a few themes that actually uh, contributes to people aging well and, and doing a great job at it. One is exercise. The other one is um, involvement and engagement. And, uh, and you mentioned before that you've worked a lot with younger people. You've had, uh, you know, um, people live in your house. Or you've, you've run houses where people can live in. Um, and that's good. Obviously, that gives you engagement and you hang around with a lot more young people. What are the sorts of things that you do these days that actually maintain your engagement and your interest and your inspiration and passion? Well, the, the hangover of the uh, student accommodation house I used to run in Elstonwick, we had that for five years. And we had students from 43 nations through the house in five years. Wow. And I set up a, a re, well, in fact, the students set up their, their 20, late 20s now and have jobs of their own. One, one of our lads is um, actually a mechanic on the Aston Martin fuel injection system. That's not bad. Can he get you a car? Well, I said to him, if you have any rejects, you know, I'd be really interested when they're over there. Another one of our girls, if you like, was the first girl, the first ever um, gold medalist in sailing for the Chinese Olympic team. Um, we had uh, the laser and laser radial sections of the Chinese Olympic team staying with us uh, two years prior to the Games in Beijing. Mm-hmm. Um, and certainly, I think hanging around those, those that sort of person, the younger person, does keep you young. We set up a, this re- reunion of the House of 2007 in Karlsruhe, Germany, after the swim. And we had about a dozen students from, or former students, housemates, if you like, from Germany, um, Netherlands, France. One girl came down from Scotland and one from Mexico. And the idea, Marcus, was that if I walked in there with a swollen head from, I'm the greatest swimmer, these guys would certainly level me out really quickly. (laughs) And if I had my chin hanging on the ground because they pulled me out three K short of the the, uh, target, they, they'd lift me up, and we had a fabulous time with those guys after the after the swim. Well, Damo, we've run out of time on this edition of 100 Not Out, but we will continue our interview with Don on the next episode. Remember, folks, we'd love to hear your feedback. You can provide it in any number of ways, but the best is to go to our website at www.thewellnesscouch.com forward slash 100 Not Out. Also, if you've liked this episode, then please subscribe to the podcast on iTunes and also check out thewellnesscouch.com where you can view the entire range of wellness podcasts available, including the number one show, The Wellness Guys. So until next week, continue to make the rest of of your life the best of your life this has been a production of the check us out on facebook and join in the conversation on facebook.com forward slash the wellness couch subscribe to each show on itunes and check us out on twitter the wellness couch streaming wellness into your lives
Hi, Dr. Lawrence Tam here from The Wellness Guy Show. You know, the big ahas in life happen mostly when we're out of our normal, everyday environment, right? If you're in need of some big light bulb moments and want to do it in a very luxurious surrounding like Fiji, well, I got something for you. Alfred Chakros, Kim Morrison, Cindy O'Meara, Karen Smith, and my boys, the Damien Kristoff, Brett Hill from The Wellness Guys, and myself will be hanging out at the Western Resort and Spa in Fiji. We'll love to have you to be part of our first BFO wellness retreat in September. We're taking a small group of people to immerse themselves in discovering life purpose, physical health, and well-being. It'll be three days and two nights of unforgettable memories, definitely some massive breakthroughs, and of course, we're going to have lots of fun. For more information or book your spot, please go to shop.thewellnesscouch.com. That's shop.thewellnesscouch.com, and we'll look forward to seeing you there. Take care.